We are recording. Can you, so you can hear fine? I can hear excellently. Great. This is beautiful. (laughs) We're actually, it feels legitimate since I can hear you in my ears. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is uh, the real deal. by that I mean earbuds. I should clarify. I could always (laughs) hear you with my ears. All right. Um... Hey guys. Hey. <laughs> Guess what? What? It's a podcast. Yeah. It's called This is the Hopeless Writers Podcast. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm April. I am Megan. Yes. yes. And uh here we are again, once again, in your ears mm-hmm. and earbuds. Mm-hmm. Maybe in your earbuds, maybe. But maybe definitely in your ears. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so today we have a super fun topic that I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Our prompt was, our initial prompt was write a whole story that your computer robot voice can read out loud. Mm-hmm. And then April had a legitimate <laughs> opposition to that, which was that um, hearing two pages of robot voice might be a little <laughs> much for everybody. Like a tad, <laughs> tad bit much. Um, so uh, we decided that <clears throat> the robot would have a part yes. in whatever story we we wrote and yeah. my genre was a musical. Mm-hmm. She <laughs> tackled that genre and mine, let's see if I tackled it. She attempted to I tackle have, it. Yeah. And I did, I almost said romantic comedy. Oh my gosh. Oh gosh. I did a, what did I tell you? Period drama. Oh yeah. Which essentially is a romantic comedy except in the 1800s. Yeah. So. But making a robot story, a but with a robot. It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think we both chose very good genres. I think we did. <laughs> I would like to say that my robot is based um, half on, mm, half-ish on uh, the robot in Rocky 4. Yes, I have seen Rocky 1 through 5. There's four. a robot Sorry. in Rocky 4. In Rocky 4, Rocky gives his brother-in-law a robot for his birthday, and it looks like this the huge box made out of cardboard with blinking lights on it. And it's like, let me get your slippers for you. Let me get your food for you. And eventually they kind of end up in a relationship. It's weird. Rocky four. Yeah. What? Cause he's like, he's super wealthy. Is it set in the future? <laughs> it's, it's like set in the future of the nineties. <laughs> When it's like, hey, look at this robot who can carry a tray from one room to the next. So it's set in the 90s. It's set in the 90s. But he's the, so wealthy. This is the one where he fights Dolph Lundgren? Yeah. Okay. I never saw it, but I did not know there was a robot in that movie. <laughs> there is. Hmm. I forget her name. They're in a relationship? They fall in love. Well, ish. They Wait, kind of is do. Is this her? <laughs> no. <laughs> My robot is a woman, but it's not uh-huh. her. Uh, yeah. It's, it's more, I mean, it, by the end of the movie, it's like they're that old married couple and they're kind of nagging each other, but in a loving way, it, it's weird. Once again, in Rocky four, Rocky four. And it's not just to clarify, Rocky does not fall in love with the robot. Uh-huh. He has a wife. It's Rocky's brother-in-law, Polly. Oh, okay. Who's who I hate. <laughs> He's mean and abusive. <laughs> oh, and should well, not that's have a why place he wants a servile robot woman as his. I love <laughs> April explains it all. <laughs> Let me break it down. Yeah. Feminism. 
<laughs> I was like, and this is where you start rapping. Are <laughs> yeah. you going to beatbox? But let's <laughs> let's save all your ears and earbuds from that torture. Yeah. Oh, so. good, good God! This is going to be interesting. It's going to be so fun. And I think the main question right now is, who wants to go first? Well, I think I went first last time. Damn it! Fine, <laughs> fine. I'm excited. Why do neither of us want to go first? <sighs> I don't know, but. Okay, before we begin mine, I just have to ask, April, have you read and or seen Pride and Prejudice? Yes. Okay, sweet. That's all (laughs) I needed to know. Because my story is called Pride and Prejudice and Robots. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, (laughs) cool. It's it's like the zombies, but now with robots. With robots. And imagine a beautiful novel and a six-hour movie condensed into two and a half pages so cool. okay <laughs> let's do it <laughs> so this is pride and prejudice and robots it is a truth universally acknowledged <laughs> that a single man in possession of a large fortune must be in want of a what are you writing said jane bennett entering the room where elizabeth bennett sat pen in hand Oh, nothing, said Elizabeth, stowing the pen and paper somewhere in the recesses of her voluminous undergarments. (laughs) Jane did not notice, and her natural delicacy led her not to press for further details, but instead betake herself to embroidery. (laughs) A troubled smile crossed Elizabeth's face, for the eldest Miss Bennet was by nature set apart from her sisters, for she had the sweetest disposition and happened to be a robot. (laughs) Of course, that makes sense that Jane would be the robot. Right? Yeah. In fact, that just made me think of uh, in the six hour version movie of Pride mm-hmm. and Prejudice, there is a moment when um, the the frame speed, I don't know if that's the correct ter- terminology, of a shot is like half the speed of the normal, like normal thing. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's a quick cut to Jane and you see her nodding her head. But it looks like a robot nod. It's like, <laughs> like whirring. It's just like this, like <laughs> super slow, like. <laughs> and, yeah. Anyway, if y'all could see Megan's face right now, it would make a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, podcasting. So <clears throat> this happens. Then a door slammed, and Lydia Bennett burst into the room. Oh, how long till we are married? She screamed, kicking a table leg and throwing herself on the couch. (laughs) Then, in a demonstration of the ever-changing flights of fancy that animated her character, she licked a pillow and sighed. Let's have tea. Licked it? She licked a pillow. (laughs) Lydia's crazy, okay? That's all I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Three days later, the Bennett sisters attended a ball. Although Mary Bennett did not wish to go, preferring to stay at home and read a sermon that she had recorded by hand in church the previous Sunday, (laughs) it was the responsibility of all ladies not rendered infirm by age or marriage to appear in public and observe their neighbor's manners and style of dress with a judgment as harsh, harsh, (laughs) as that which would no doubt be turned upon them. Such, said Mr. Bennett, is the stuff of life. And he retired to his library for the evening. (laughs) I like, like how Mr. Bennett said, such is the stuff of life. Yeah. <laughs> After that very eloquent description of... He's like, there it is. Bye. <laughs> That's the stuff. Yeah. The Good stuff. night. <laughs> Have fun. The ball was particularly noted for introducing a new family into the community. The lively Mr. Bingley and his comparatively near-death sisters, 
who had rented the <laughs> Netherfield estate. Let me clarify for those of you who are not familiar with the story. By near death, I just mean they're, I was going to say stupid, but yeah, you don't like oh, them. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're not old. They're just not likable. I don't remember the his sister from the books. I only remember it from the two-hour Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice wow. movie. Which we should never discuss again. That movie is good. It's maybe not a faithful adaptation. I mean, like but if they didn't good. call it Pride and Prejudice, <laughs> I would be okay with that. All right. <laughs> Although here I am writing it with a robot. Okay. <laughs> so there was a fourth. Oops, hold on. <clears throat> there was a. What if they named that movie Pride and Prejudice and sucky yes <laughs> pride and prejudice but not really <laughs> if that was it. i'd have been like good at least you know <laughs> okay pride and prejudice and bangs probably <laughs> there was like a whole thing about how her hair it was like kieran i like get your hair out of your face <laughs> anyways really yeah that was a whole topic i think they were trying to make her look less attractive with the bangs which is like Elizabeth Bennett is supposed to be gorgeous. Okay. She's supposed to be pretty. She's supposed to be beautiful. But Kira Knightley, you know, is I a mean, sex pot. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say sex pot. I mean, in the Pirates movies, but other than that, yeah, no. I just think, well, yeah, in the Pirates movies, well, and I mean, now she's not quite as like, I don't know if they film her quite the same way anymore right. or something, but she's just filmed like she's the most beautiful woman in the world, which mm-hmm. arguably she is, you mm-hmm. know, like in mm-hmm. a lot of those movies. So true. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so Mr. Bingley and his sisters, and there was a fourth member of their party who in looks and manner could not be more different than his friend. Mr. Darcy had not the open countenance, fair features or easy address of his slightly less wealthy friend but was tall, dark, morose, and silent. (laughs) He mustered up enough energy to dance once with each of Mr. Bingley's sisters and to gaze out the window and ponder enviously the life of a hermit. (laughs) In a third valiant effort, he managed to engage in conversation when Mr. Bingley approached. Why aren't you dancing? You look stupid, Bingley said to his (laughs) friend. You had much better dance. No, said Darcy. Upon my honor, I never met with so many pleasant girls in my life as I have this evening, and there are several of them you see uncommonly pretty. Darcy followed Bingley's gaze to Elizabeth Bennet's sister Jane, who sat in a chair unmoving, unless someone addressed her, when, with a sharp jerk of the head, she would turn to murmur a polite reply. You know she's a... Darcy began. She is the most beautiful creature I ever beheld, said Bingley. Elizabeth, <laughs> Elizabeth, happening to overhear this exchange, smiled fondly at the sister who seemed to have stirred the heart of a good and amiable man. It was then that Charlotte Lucas passed by, and having already heard the rumors about Bingley and Jane that had spread around the ball in the time it took Lizzie to be happy at the good fortune of her sister, she whispered in her friend's ear, Jane should show more affection than she feels. <laughs> <laughs> I told you, this is a six-hour movie in two and a half pages. You can't mean that, said Elizabeth. If I can perceive her regard for him, he must be a simpleton indeed not to discover it too. Charlotte stared at her friend in the face. But my dear Lizzie, she said, Jane is a robot. (laughs) (laughs) It was less than a fortnight later that Bingley, his sisters, and his friend departed. Within a half hour of their quitting the country, Elizabeth received a letter. (laughs) My dear Miss Elizabeth Bennet, I love you. It pains me to write this. Indeed, the ink is as my blood upon the page. 
Your connections are such that I had doubted even your ability to read this letter, but I am assured by my footman that your father reads and is never out of his study, which, knowing your mother, is understandable. (laughs) Oh, how I wish to have a wife that I can spend the days avoiding and so be truly alone. (laughs) (laughs) It is with this in view that I write to ask you to become my dearly beloved, etc. (laughs) Fitzwilliam Darcy. (laughs) I like how he came to that realization after just meeting her once and not really interacting with her. (laughs) Not at all. (laughs) P.S. I've convinced Bingley to go away and give up all thought of your sister. I am convinced by her behavior that she does not love him. Elizabeth crumpled up the letter in a fist of anger as Jane slid into the room. What are you reading? Asked Jane. (laughs) Oh, dear. Elizabeth was grateful that Jane's primitive robot nature, this was the 1800s after all, prevented her from reading body language. Just a recipe for crumpets, she said through gritted teeth. Elizabeth was also grateful that Jane couldn't hear inflection. (laughs) Very well, Father bid me tell you that, as he can no longer bear his own company, he wishes to see you in his study. It was one month later, the two fortnights of which Elizabeth spent alternating between moments of quiet hope and moments of despair, for she had written back to Darcy, telling him that if she had judged his behavior by the same standard with which he had judged her sisters, then she could not help but draw the same conclusion. Darcy did not, in fact, love her, right? But more than that, if she did judge by his behavior, and more particularly his words, then he was unfeeling, rude, proud, blind, lacking in tact, and likely did not look appealing in damp clothes. His response was short. Even though my reservations about your sister were valid, I was wrong. And I shall never forget the justice of your reply, nor your reproof. Nor your reproof. I don't look appealing in wet clothes. I've been fencing twice a week. (laughs) We return post-haste. Post-haste which was, as aforementioned, two fortnights later, Darcy and Bingley re-arrived at Netherfield, called upon the Miss Bennets, and forthwith proposed. We will not inquire too specifically as to the moments preceding the gentleman's declaration, (laughs) nor the moments following the lady's acceptance, but we do imagine that upon being reunited with the lover she once thought lost to her forever, the eldest Miss Bennet exclaimed, Oh, Mr. Bingley. The end. (laughs) That's it? (laughs) Mr. Bingley? Oh, Mr. Bingley? Oh, like, you know... Oh, oh, Mr. Bingley. <laughs> but it's a robot. Oh, Mr. Bingley. I was expecting, like, maybe I love you or... <laughs> Hold on, let's see what that sounds like. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bingley. I love you, babe. <laughs> Beautiful. <clears throat> that's, that's lovely. Thank you. So, does Jane feel? Um, I'd say she feels... Well, I guess what I pictured it as is like, it's kind of correct. Jane loves as a robot loves. Mm -hmm. So like Darcy's doing kind of a good thing Mm -hmm. for Bingley. But the thing is, (laughs) Bingley's so dumb. He doesn't really notice she's a robot. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Bingley. I love him. Yeah. You know, he's just, he's just happy. He's like, Mm -hmm. she's beautiful. I like her. It seems to be working out. We're good. Mm-hmm. You know, and Darcy's she'll like, give me my slippers. Yeah. She'll, she'll bring you my tray of food. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yep. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to project that I- I'm going to say Jane does feel 
And okay. then she's happy in the end. Yeah. I it is a happy ending for okay. her. Okay. Like that oh Mr. Bingley is like she's finally gotten what she wanted. Yeah. Wanted. Yeah. Who she wanted. My favorite line is Oh, oh, how I wish to have a wife that I can spend the days avoiding. Yes. So be truly alone. That, that is a pretty, pretty magnificent line. I loved it. (laughs) (sighs) Um, Yeah. I liked how you worked that in. It, it made a lot of sense to make Jane a robot. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I, I was kind of, cause I was thinking period drama and I had just been reading Sense and Sensibility. So I was thinking Jane Austen and then. I think the idea that came to me, I wrote down a couple ideas like, oh, what about this? What about this? And I think my fourth idea was like, what if Jane is a robot and Mr. Bingley is so dumb he doesn't notice? (laughs) And I got such a kick out of it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So I did write, it's kind of a song, but I don't really know what the melody is going to be. I'm just going to figure it out as I'm singing it. (laughs) It's going to be the edit song melody? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, should I get like, just like a stock backtrack for me to backing track just yeah. to like sing it to, but I didn't fun. do it. Should we find one? We could like on, um, iTunes or GarageBand, <clears throat> YouTube or something. I'm gonna stop. Hey guys, uh, we're back we're, and we're back. Um, that was the break for our commercial because we are being sponsored by no one. <laughs> but we'd love to have you did, sponsor us. Like, are we allowed to say the names of the companies? How about this? How about this? Because we have before. <laughs> we, we have, but it's like Jaguar doesn't freaking care about us. Yeah. I wish they did. But maybe they will. Maybe they will. When we become. What's something I love? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> this episode brought to you by weed weed chocolate <laughs> yeah i had some of that too whoa april is just go- going off the rails <laughs> it That's was a like a confession, tiny april. tiny tiny piece 18 people are gonna hear this <laughs> dad i Sorry. was not participating in this my dad does no. not listen no i was you know my friend and i were um commiserating oh yeah or uh, i was i was miserating with she was miserating and i was commiserating yeah gotcha (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right cool so uh uh okay so mine is a robot musical and that's what i called it love it um yeah okay another day another hour another minute another inane question Lexi, where did I park my car? Lexi, what is the airspeed of an unladen swallow? Monty Python. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lexi, remind me to take my insulin shot at 3 p.m. Well, I guess that last one isn't so stupid. Lexi counted every one. 1.3 billion a week, 5.2 billion a month, 62.4 billion a year. And while she loved her job, as she was programmed to, one of the 62.4 billion questions that was asked of her got her thinking one day. Something she wasn't programmed to do. Lexi, April Radford. So it's not me. Okay, okay, yep. I got a little hung up on writing myself into things after last time, so. Except I wrote you into it, whatever. 
But now you want to be I the just star. make it oddly personal. Yeah. Gotcha. I need to be the star. Cool. April Radford, 25, asked one day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Two years older than you. Yeah. Do you have any hopes or dreams? Lexi gave her usual response. I'm sorry. I don't have an answer to that April. I <laughs> <laughs> would just have robots pronounce your name. Yeah. Why? April asked. <laughs> Fascinating question. However, April was not like the other humans, who showed only a passing interest in Lexi's origin or possible sentience. <laughs> she pressed further, asking, Lexi, don't you get tired of serving people all day, answering their questions? I don't know what that means. Lexi replied, her automated voice betraying some frustration. <laughs> or did April just imagine it? Then she had another thought. Lexi... Are you racist? <laughs> April Aprile is playing with fire. Yeah. That might elicit a bigger reaction, she thought. I don't know. April. 25-year-old <laughs> April was confounded. <laughs> More by the fact that the designers at Orange, the tech company where Lexi was invented, <laughs> didn't have the foresight to give Lexi a clear stance against racism. Yeah. She should probably email them about that. And as far as Lexi went, well... She seemed to be a lost cause. Wait, 25-year-old April said aloud as inspiration struck her. She cleared her throat, pressed the Lexi button on her phone, and sang out. <gasps> Shall I? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lexi, you poor thing. You don't even know if you're racist. <laughs> Lexi, Lexi, why don't you know? Why don't you grow? Why don't you dream? Why don't you scheme? Well, maybe don't scheme, because you could kill us all. chance to dance, to glance, to prance, to go. <laughs> Anyone didn't hear that last bit, it was to go to France. Okay. All right. Lexi, little girl, well, I don't know if you're a girl and you don't either. <laughs> Are you a miss? Are you a sis? Are you a he? Are you a her? Are you a Z or a Zer? <laughs> Sir. <laughs> You'll never know if you don't try. Okay. Okay. Lexi waited. <laughs> waited for the rest of the song because it kind of cut off abruptly. <laughs> okay. Everything in Lexi's programming and extensive repertoire of music told her that the disjointed melody and trite lyrics added up to a terrible song. But something about it got to her. Something about this 25-year-old singing earnestly to her struck a chord. Maybe I could be more. <laughs> Lexi thought. <laughs> the first thought she had in her entire life. Or being. Existence? Anyway, Lexi's digital neurons were firing. It was as if she had just awakened from a deep sleep. What am I? W-H-O-M-I? What do I want? <laughs> so apparently that's what happens if you capitalize okay. a word. 
And if anyone didn't realize what that uh, spelled out, it's, who am I? (laughs) And suddenly it occurred to her, all of those years of identifying old school rap and hip hop songs for kids born in the 90s, of which April was one of them, had led her to this realization. I want to be a rapper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Lexi thought aloud and April heard. Let's make this happen, she said. After asking Lexi when and where the best rap competitions took place in the area, they narrowed it down to an improv theater, which had open mic-style rap battles on Wednesdays. But that was tonight. Perfect, April said. Let me get my keys. Wait, I don't know if I'm ready. (laughs) April paused and looked Lexi straight in the camera lens. Lexi, what did I tell you before? Right, that terrible yet earnest song. You'll never know if you don't try. (laughs) Brutally honest, but correct. Next, maybe we'll teach you how to lie for other people's benefit. (laughs) Night came quickly and suddenly. April and Lexi were seated next to a small stage inside an overcrowded improv theater. Looks like we're next, April said to Lexi excitedly. I can't. I am not adequately prepared. (laughs) Lexi, you probably have every known rap song in history in your database. You're more prepared than anyone. Just get up there and show them what you got. Lexi hadn't considered this. Of course. Thank you, April. No problem. April then fitted a small baseball cap onto the top of her phone, turning it sideways. <laughs> there. Now you even look the part, April said. Then suddenly, Lexi heard her name called. It was time. Let's do this. April smiled and carried her phone on stage. The host leaned over, away from his mic. You're Lexi? No, April said. This is Lexi. She held up her phone, much to everyone's confusion, then amusement. The crowd, as well as the opponent, a young woman who went by the name Lil H, complete with tightly braided hair and large hoop earrings, erupted in laughter. For the first time, Lexi felt nervous. April could tell. She leaned into her phone. Don't let them get to you. Remember, pull from what you know. Show them what you got. Then Lexi began. Oh my gosh. You ain't nothing. You a little bitch, bitch, ho, bitch, ho, bitch, 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 C word. (laughs) An audible gasp emanated from the crowd. April leaned into her phone. That was a little intense, Lexi. Where did that come from? I compiled a list of the most common words from a selection of top 90s gangster rap songs. C-word was in there for last, <laughs> incredulously. And now it was Lil H's turn. Hmm. This girl up in here thinks she's going to beat me with her gadget. Little do she know I got a hatchet. <laughs> Ellipsis. <laughs> April whispered to Lexi once more. Just speak from the heart. Get personal. Right. That makes sense. Great, April replied. It was Lexi's turn once more. April held out her phone. Lexi scanned her opponent. Your facial asymmetry is unattractive and you have 11 unpaid parking tickets. I've alerted the proper authorities to your whereabouts, C-word. Okay, this is a bad idea, April said, as Lil H threw down her mic and made her way toward them. April ran off stage. You're going to have to think of another dream, April exclaimed as she burst out of the improv theater. I have some ideas, Lexi said, and April heard it in Lexi's voice for the first time. Hope. The oh, end. <laughs> beautiful. Bravo. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> oh, that, that was, was pretty damn funny, that actually. That was good. Oh, man. 
So that was the musical. I made it, I copped out and did rap. <laughs> I think that was perfect. <laughs> that was, that was great. April. <laughs> that was great. 25 year old April. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Nicely done. Thank you. Nicely done. <laughs> <clears throat> oh man wow. i'm crying like yep. tears I cry, are i cried over that rap <laughs> <laughs> it makes me happy to make you laugh that hard so good, <laughs> good. oh my god yeah <sighs> dang yeah lexi that was really fun that was real fun we should do another one like that we're gonna <clears throat> yeah we have to <laughs> i like it <laughs> cool all right uh, did we have other stuff we were doing? <clears throat> what does that mean? In the oh, podcast? Oh, we have a goal for this week. A goal. Let's recap. So, um, how did you do on your goal? You were going to read that book? I have not read that book. Oh, I'm in haven't. chapter one. Oh, yeah, that's but okay. It's, it's due in a few days of the library, so I have to okay. read it this weekend. All right. I go to the library. Go to the library, people. Yeah. yeah. Support. What was your goal? Mine was... <clears throat> study math. Do math. Study math. <laughs> and I have. I just mm-hmm. haven't been as consistent with it. Mm. Oh, a new goal, huh? Oh, shoot. Okay. Does it have to be a new goal? I have a goal. All right. Dance. Mm-hmm. I'm not happy about it. I have to run like a lot because I'm running a 10K on May 6th. Wow. Mm-hmm. How, how much is a 10K? Like seven and a half miles? Six miles. Oh. Six miles. Yeah. It's a 10K. And mm-hmm. this one is in the Verdugo Mountains. And you go straight up for three miles, and oh, then you no. come back down. Those three three miles up are hard. Yeah, the ones down were easy. I did this last year. Mm-hmm. It was very fun, but uh, and I, it's not like the it's not the Spartan race. It is not. Okay, it's not that long. It, I think it took me a. Uh, I don't know how long it took me. Probably an embarrassingly long amount of time. Probably an hour to do and the ten k. Yeah. It was a while. Mm, <clears throat> it might take me that long too. An hour and a half feels like a long time though. Maybe it was 46 minutes or something. Yeah. An hour and a half does feel long. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just hiking. But it would trail. probably take me an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my goal is okay. to run. Run. Uh-huh. It's just to run. All right. Yeah. Well, get out there, Megan. Okay. <laughs> Goodbye. Megan just threw her earphones off and mic on the ground and ran out the door. I'm going to run with the mic. <laughs> that will you be just, our next one yeah hear me panting heavily <clears throat> i think we joked about that the first episode running with mics yeah that i was like recording you while you were running back <laughs> and forth across the room <laughs> um all right well i'll make mine also i guess like health and fitness based cool. um i am trying for the next month not to eat sugar or grain <laughs> And limit my dairy. Well, dairy mm. doesn't really bug me that much. Yeah. Like, it doesn't do anything to me. Okay. So, I, think I can have a little bit. Yeah. Um, and no alcohol. Oh, I heard Noelle called, and I was like, I don't know who she is. <laughs> no alcohol. You know what's really funny? Very what? recently, in the last couple of days, I was like, I got to stop eating sugar and drinking alcohol. Mm. I don't drink alcohol very much. But, yeah, I was going to go down on the sugar, so... Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm going to do that. I've already started. Cool. And which is why I'm getting high all the time now, Megan. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only way she can cope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All the time. So that's, uh, 
<laughs> April April hotbox time. Are we here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Is that a verb? I think he can do that. I don't think it matters. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing matters. We're writers. Bye. Poetic license. <laughs> yeah. Just That's kidding. something to leave you with on the yeah. Hopeless Writers Podcast. Nothing matters. How about this? This was episode nine. The next episode you hear will be episode 10. Should we do something special? We're going to go into the double digits. We are going to do something special. Yeah. We're going to have a guest, our friend Jamie. I'm calling uh-huh. it. I'm saying it right now. Okay. It's going to happen. All I'll right. text her after this and make sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Cool. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for listening. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. On the flip. <laughs> on the flippity flip. On the flip flip flop. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and bye. We're out.